Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to Voices from the Real World. Profile Theater is a theater company located in Portland, Oregon. Profile Theater centers the season around a season-long featured writer. Our best artists help us see. And at Profile, each year, we use a different writer's unique perspective as a lens that helps us see our shared world in new and surprising ways. Community Profile is an affinity space built around the structure of a free writing workshop. Participants in Community Profile meet, write, support, share, and bear witness to other people who may have walked a mile in their shoes. In Community Profile, we feature writers who have won awards and had numerous books published, as well as writers who are making their first foray into expressing themselves on paper. The result is writing that is singularly personal, provocative, powerful, moving, funny, tragic, beautiful, and that encapsulates the entirety of the human experience. What this podcast does is give those writers, those creators, a chance to share their life stories and their writing in a public forum so that we can celebrate and appreciate victories that have been won and challenges that have been overcome by people whose lives you may recognize or be experiencing for the very first time. We are here today with um, none other than Roberta Hunt. And what, you know, it takes me so long to get this out is uh, every once in a while you meet people in your life who uh, they feel like superheroes. Um, they come in and they blaze really hot and they seem smarter and more active and more powerful than other normal than other normal people walking around the street. That is the way Roberta Hunt came into my life. And that is the way I see her a lot of times. Um, I did uh, a show years ago now called How to End Poverty. Um and the the title was ironic, but the the aim of the piece was like like how do we go about solving the, this problem of poverty? And we would have like guest speakers, and we we had Roberta twice um, on that show during that run. And both times she came, she came in and she would start off kind of like really slow and really quietly, and then she would just set the stage on fire, you know. Um, and it was uh brilliant and dazzling and really inspiring because you, you felt like, well, somebody out there knows what's going on and knows how to fix it, you know? Um, and I am lucky enough to have her in here in studio with me today, you know? So how you doing, Roberta? I'm excited to be here. I, I just adore you, you know, and, uh, Roberta has a special guest star, her son, Paris, who hopefully won't talk, but we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully he will. <laughs> hopefully he will. How are you doing? I am. I am okay. I mean, I. I think. Um, you know, we're in a moment of crisis, but we're in a moment of opportunity. And I think the more that I can think about the opportunity and work on it and work towards it, the better. Right. Right. I feel like uh, that is a struggle that. You know, a lot of people are going through right now. Um, we're recording this on February 19th, 2021. We're a couple of weeks away from uh, a new president um, or, you know, it's happened like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and hopefully we're turning towards something better. But it feels like 2020 vibes haven't quite left yet. What with uh, climate change making its presence known and uh, some really crazy stuff happening um, in the world around us. Um, tell me, uh 
Well, actually, Roberta, first, tell me just about yourself a little bit and for like people who might not know you. Like, I know you're an educator at PSU. Yeah. Um, can you tell me how all that happened or what you work on and what's important to you? Well, I teach at Portland State. I'm in the uh, School of Social Work in the Child, Youth, and Family Studies Department. And I'm affiliate faculty in Black Studies and Women, Gender, and Sexuality Studies. Um, my research right now, I'm focusing on, I mean, really, if I had to say, like, what do I work on? I work on um, listening to people of color uh, as we, as they share about um, their experiences of racism and other forms of oppression and what they want, what what they recommend we do about it. So my work centers the most impacted and it and is thinking about issues of equity. Um, so and I and I think a lot about institutional change. Sorry, I just got my hand bit by my son <laughs> <laughs> with his uh, new teeth and his appreciation of peanut butter and jelly. Nice work, Paris. Um, and so a lot of my, you know, some of my research is on um, black maternal health uh, and uh, racism related stress. Um, and uh, some is on people of color and higher ed access. Um, and some is on black women in construction. Um, I think where I enter the world of theater is I've always been a theater um an appreciator and uh, I've always wanted to participate, but I had this idea that I couldn't participate because I didn't get an MFA. I didn't hmm. kind of go to conservatory. Um, so uh, when I finished my dissertation on um, black women in construction, I interviewed black women and they shared their experiences of being in the construction industry for uh, six to 30 plus years as, you know, carpenters, um, laborers, electricians, and so forth. Um, I was talking to my friend, Bonnie Ratner, and um, she said, why don't you... Yep, yep. Why don't you um, turn this into a play? This should be on a stage. And I I said, okay, Bonnie, well, I think we should do that, and uh, let's do that. And um, we went from my dissertation... um, to uh, a theater piece called My Walk Has Never Been Average. And, you know, we, uh, I, my interviews were in-depth interviews with 15 black women. And then we created, um, I think, about nine or uh, composite characters uh, reflecting on different experiences of um, black women in the industry and put it on stage. And it was by far um, the most uh, glorious experience I've ever, like, I just mm. adored it. And and what I really loved was um, putting this on the stage and then having people um, see themselves, bring their loved ones to the theater and say, we're going to watch this thing and I'm in it. Even though, like, we, you know, we changed people's names and whatnot. Yeah. Um and then to have broader conversations in the industry about um, uh, the experiences of women and black women um, in the trades, that was really powerful. Um, and, you know, I think thinking about the intersections of racism and sexism um, and, you know, having um, 
black women speaking their truth, having um, white women and other uh, women of color looking at uh, the piece and saying, I have experienced these things and um, I, uh, I, I've never seen myself reflected on a stage. Right. Um, and, you know, I think um, it really kind of uh, uh, woke me up to one, like the reach of theater. Right. You know, that it, it wasn't just, um, uh, you know, one show. It was a, a number of shows and, um, you know, hundreds of people. Uh, saw it, connected, had emotional responses, reacted. Um, and then a friend of mine, uh, Don Jones Redstone, who um, is now a fancy director and um, uh, um, uh, uh, writer, asked me um, if, we want, if, she, if we wanted to collaborate on a short film. Um, that was related to some themes from my dissertation, but was also connected with her own experiences as a Latinx um, gay carpenter. And did she come to you independently, or did she had she heard about what your work? She'd heard about my work mm-hmm. um, because we were friends, and we met when I was working for Oregon Tradeswomen, helping women. And um, I was also on a project to help um, men of color get into construction. Um, and so what was amazing was, um, you know, Don was like, why don't we why don't we make a short film? And so we did um, with Sherston Johnson and um, we came came up with Sister and the Brotherhood. And um, that film has been uh, shown around the world, which is amazing and yeah. um, has been really used as a teaching tool within the industry. Is that right? Yeah. And, you know, and it's also been pretty profound to kind of do that work and have it be um, picked up in other uh, in other areas. So um, we've shown it with architects and then different uh, women in the architecture field saying, like, I I see myself there. Right. Um, uh, you know, just different different arenas. Right. So, yeah. Sister in the, in the Brotherhood, by the way, which... Uh, stars another person who is part of the Black Women cohort, yes. and was also um, has also been on this podcast already. Uh, yes. Josie Seed, yes, Josie, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she's the uh, Rosie the Riveter type character. Yes, sister, right? She always gets the biggest laugh in the film. Yeah, and then uh, and also the biggest kind of mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> well, well, she's terrific, and yeah, you know, that, that's why. Um, and how did you? Uh, like, cause you're not a Portland native, right? No, no. I was born in Virginia. What part? Uh, I was born in, um, Roanoke, Virginia. Oh, is that right? But my family were from, um, on my mom's side, uh, were from the kind of Danville area on the Eden, North Carolina border. My, gotcha. my family are, uh, were, uh, tobacco farmers mm-hmm. and, uh, and mill workers. And, yeah. yeah, my dad's from the other side of the state, Richmond. Really? Yep. Oh wow! Because I, I got yeah, I've, wow. I have family in Richmond. Everybody goes to you know, VCU. And I have family in North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Total. Yeah. Yeah. Total. Um, so you uh, and have you been in? How, how long have you been an educator? Uh, I think uh, since about two thousand seven. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. 
You know, because I I feel like you are such a well-known entity and a mover and a shaker in in the Portland community at different strata of the of the society. You know, it's Thank like you. you know, like I met you through theater, but you know, uh, other people have run into you and your work in some other in some other capacity in in a lot of different areas, uh, which is super impressive. Thank you. you know? I, I get around, and and Portland um, is a. I, I kind of think of myself around work as very polyamorous. And so I have like lots of different things that I'm doing and um, somehow they all come together uh, to make me. But yeah. Right on. So what brought you to community profile? Like, I know I invited you, but like what, what made you decide to join? Well, okay. So, okay. So my favorite, like when I met you was when you were, um, you were in Athel Fugard's play. Um, Is that right? Yes. We met that long ago? Yes. Which one, which, which, which one was uh, it? The uh, Boys. What is it? Um, Master Harold and the Boys? Master Harold and the Boys. Yeah. And I grew up, part of me grew up in South Africa in Johannesburg. Nuh-uh. And yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. And, um, you know, here I am like Whoa. in Portland, Oregon, getting to watch Athel Fugard. Right. And there you were. Wow. So I was, um, you did a really good accent and it was, I just really loved that, that play. That play was a trip, man. Cause you know, it's, uh, an hour and a half, 90 minutes, not that long. It's three people. You feel like I could do this in my sleep. And like the more you work on Fugard, the deeper it got. It was, it was, a, it was an intense experience. Yeah. You know? So that's when you first met me. That's when I first met you. Um, and what was my question? Um, what brought you to Community Profile? Oh, so that was my first profile show. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, you know, I've always been taken with profile and I always appreciated what you all are doing. And then when you all started to um, do uh, more stuff that was centering um, black playwrights mm-hmm. and um I, you know, I was like, this is exciting. And, and I've, I've gotten to see, um, I've just gotten to see great things at a profile. And so any chance to write, hmm. I thought, okay, all right. Because what I, what I've realized for myself is ethnographic theater, um, is like, it's what I love. It's, I, I, I always kind of think of it as like my church. It's a spiritual thing for me, working with people's stories and um, putting them on a stage and engaging them in that process for me is um, amazing. And I come from a academic background. um, So I, I think I often feel like not an imposter, but definitely like I have a lot to learn. Huh. And, yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like any opportunity to learn is um, just something I love. And I've, I have loved being in community profile because um, in my cohort, uh, we're all um, uh, femme, black femmes, black women. Um, and I just I just appreciate it so much mm-hmm. um because i what i feel like we're doing in our in our class is we are um we're writing and sharing blackness yeah in our different experiences and and that is both healing and it's connected to the diversity of who we are as black people that i don't think 
we always get to live into, right? Yep. It's, and it's and it's not for anyone else's gaze. It is it is for our gaze, right? Um, yeah, and all of the all of what we're doing is inherently black, mm-hmm. right? And I, I feel like you uh, really see that in the room, just like uh, the like gamut kind of of what black woman means. Yeah, you know, like they're, they're, you know it's, it's all these different things, um, all these different sensibilities, everything, you know, uh, age range. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I'm Josie Seed, one of the mentors in Profile Theater's community profile by and for black women. Do you want to cultivate your own creative voice and use writing as a springboard for conversation and fellowship? Check out Community Profile, an affinity space exclusively for black women that offers community building through monthly writing workshops with award-winning writers and exceptional teachers. There is something undeniably powerful about exploring one's own creative voice in a dedicated affinity space just for us, by us. Due to COVID-19, we aren't meeting in person at this time, but we are meeting online and have found it to be a rich experience for participants. The program is 100% free and 0% pressure. You'll meet people like you of all ages and backgrounds who are also there to work on their craft, share their stories, listen to yours, and together find a little bit of wisdom, support, and love. For more information, go to our website, profiletheater.org, and click on the Community Profile tab and see why one recent participant called this program a life changer. And we are back to Voices from the Real World featuring Roberta Hunt. Um, so did you bring some stuff to share with us today? Some of your writing? Sure. I so I, I'll I'll share a um a short monologue from a uh a devised theater piece that uh I got to work on with my friend whoop, whoop, with my friend um Kate, uh, Dr. Kate Duffley from Reed. Kate, oh my gosh. Yes, Kate. I just love, adore. Have you talked to her recently? Uh, I do because I I get to work on little things with her. And I'm working, I'm actually Mm -hmm. working right now on a big thing um, with her, um, with uh, Bonnie Ratner. Bonnie is working on a new play. Um, called A Terrible Silence, and it's about um, the blacklisting of um, uh, women uh, during the McCarthy era um, from broadcast television. And uh, Kate is working with Bonnie uh, to um, put it on the stage, and I get to uh, be a dramaturge. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's... It's pretty... You and Kate and Bonnie Ratner, that is quite a triumvirate of power. Well, so, because Kate was the first director for My Walk Has Never Been Average, um, the play oh. that we did. So we've been, uh, we've been running together for a little bit, which is exciting. So, all right. So um, this piece is a devised theater piece from um, uh, uh, called uh, We Are Brave. And um, it was a piece that we put on uh, with the support of Western State Center. Um, and it was to highlight um, reproductive justice and to engage communities of color 
um, in the reproductive justice movement and particularly in relation to some legislation that was going forward related to the Reproductive Health Equity Act. Um, so my piece um, it, that I uh, it, it's it's from a um, it's a short monologue. Great. And um, all right. So I'll start. I dropped my phone soon after you came. I finally fucked it up. I can't get rid of it, though. It, it, it has my only picture of you. You had your dad's crooked pinkies and hobbit feet. You were you were brown like me. I long to hold you and watch you grow. I don't just feel longing, though. I feel rage. Do you do you remember the night you were born? I don't know the aches. I didn't know the aches in my legs and the burning in my bladder were signs of labor. Labor isn't supposed to come at 22 weeks. At the hospital, the doc didn't come see us. The the nurse said I was fine. You were fine. She said it's normal. They gave me pain meds to calm the aches. They said go home. We went home. I fell asleep. When I woke up a few hours later, I knew something was wrong. I called the emergency doc again. She said, you're fine. You don't need to be here. You have gastrointestinal distress. I can barely say, no, I'm hurting. I need, I need to come in. Is there a 24-hour pharmacy near you? I can order more meds. No, I I need to come in. Fine, come in. Don't come up to maternity. Your problems aren't with your with your pregnancy. I woke up your dad. I could barely sit still in the car. He says, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think you have my bug. I, I felt pain like that. Um, yeah. I don't think he got it. I made it to the ER desk. I was collapsing. I remember nurses, vomit, being run upstairs in a wheelchair, and then blood. My seat was blood. Chunky. (laughs) Chunky blood. I was having a placental abruption. I saw the doc for the first time then. She, She checked my cervix and saw my sack falling down. This pregnancy is unviable. That was it. Our lives did not matter to that doctor. When we needed those nurses to really check for what was wrong, they didn't. They thought my aches weren't real. I got to hold you a few hours later. You were perfect. I thought all my books would help me advocate for myself. I thought I knew how. I I was at the hospital and could not access the care we needed for you to survive. That's it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did, I didn't know that story. Yeah, that was uh my first uh my first child. That was my first uh she she was born she was stillbirth, stillborn. And uh yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, you just sent out this survey 
about the, the interaction between people of color and healthcare. Yes, yes. Um, that that I took, and it was, and it was. So I, this I, must have what? I right? didn't do it. I didn't make the survey. I was contributing to the um, oh, I got survey you. modernization for the health authority. Because it was, it was like about this kind of thing. You know, and it was it was it was interesting for me because when I was filling it out, it's like at, at first I was like, you know, you know, most of my experiences are are good, you know, and honestly, like most of them are. But like the longer I wrote on it, then I was like, oh, but remember that time when the doctor was like, you're not feeling pain, you're blah blah blah, and um, and I had to go through all this like agony to show just to show him that I was worth the care, you know, um, yeah. or or the time like the doctor didn't want to give me information about what was going on with me and I had to switch doctors and turn out all this other stuff. And I was like, what? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it started me, um, the experience with my daughter, um, got me started on, um, uh, doing research about reproductive justice and black, black, uh, people who can become pregnant and our experiences of, with health, with healthcare, um, yeah, because our, our babies are dying and, and what I, for me, what is most significant in this moment, um, sorry, I just got to get this, uh, kids thing off me. Um, what I, you know, obviously I can have children, right? I have this noisemaker in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, my accompanist, um, who reminds me that. My daughter didn't need to die, right? With the right care, um, I can have healthy children, and I can be okay, right? Like what was what was missing in that interaction was um, a n- neglect of um, me. How are you not consumed with like frustration and rage? Well, I'm a really good person to make mad because when I get mad, I get active. And so um, I put it on the stage and, um, you know, I was having a um, I was going into early labor with my second child and um, I was filing a complaint with the hospital about what happened to my first child. And it just so happened that um one of the doctors that I encountered had a lot of power and was able to hear me. And he's been a partner in um, pushing for institutional and structural change. Um, and, you know, and then I teach about reproductive justice, right? The right to have a child, to not have a child, to parent the children we have in a safe environment and bodily autonomy. Right. Um you know, so I, I think working towards change and believing in a better world feels what's most critical. Right. And, you know, black joy is critical, too. Thank you, Roberta Hunt, for your brilliance. Thank you, Paris, for your brilliance. The podcast would not have been the same without you. That is it for this edition of Voices from the Real World. Voices from the Real World was put together by the creative team of Jamie M. Ray, Lion Producer, Robert A.K. Gagno, Sound Engineer, Rodolfo Ortega, Composer, and was recorded at the Willamette Radio Workshop in Portland, Oregon. 
which exists on the traditional lands of Multnomah, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, and Malala bands of the Chinook peoples, the Tualatin band of the Kalapuya peoples, and many other tribes who made their homes along the Columbia River. We acknowledge and honor the ancestors and survivors of this place and recognize that we are here because of the sacrifices forced upon them, and we honor their descendants who live on. And I am Bobby Bermea, and this is Community Profile, voices from the real world, real people telling their real stories. Thank you for joining us. For more information about Community Profile or Profile Theater, go to profiletheater.org slash communityprofile. To hear more podcasts, go to profiletheater.org slash onair, where you'll find other episodes of Voices from the Real World. If you have feedback or suggestions for me, I'm taking all comers. Write me at bobbyb at profiletheater.org. One love and peace out. <laughs>